You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, guys. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Leaf with Alec and Cassie. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. We have a really awesome guest here with us today to talk all about his yeah, journey in this world. legend in the cannabis space. If you don't know him already, we got Doc Ray here on the mic. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good, Alec. I'm pretty stoned, as you know. We were sitting in the other room smoking oh, yeah, a little while ago. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty mellow. You know, doing real good on a rainy afternoon. Or rainy, I guess it is officially afternoon, correct? Yeah, so rainy afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're really excited to have you on the show. Um, you definitely have a, a lot of knowledge to share with us today. And um, I don't know if you want to just touch on how you got into this space or um, was it something sure, you've always yeah. been passionate about? Did you know that this was going to be your story or not? Oh, I didn't think it was. I actually walked away and I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back in the in the 70s, it was just that kind of in Mendocino County and just in the California in general. But during that time period, it was just like in the 70s. It was part of what it was. And, you know, I smoked my first joint in 1970 and then I cultivated for the first time in 72. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, I was a teenager, you know, I was a kid and I was, <clears throat> but just the journey from that point forward, what you asked when I fall in love to it was when I cultivated the first time, Okay, you know, and, oh, it, yeah. and not even really cultivating, just walking into the patch the first time with my buddy's big brother that allowed me to be, you know, he w- wanted me to be his hand instead of his yeah. little brother because he mm-hmm. trusted me more than his little <laughs> brother is <laughs> like, the truth yeah. of it, you know. But that's funny. Yeah. If I look so, at it now, that's the whole reason why he asked me to do it instead of Mark's little brother because he knew his little brother would rip his fucking ass off. So, <laughs> you know, right? So, but when I walked in that first time, you know, I saw it was just almost like the sun coming up in the patch, you know, and it was just the leaves and the environment. And there's, as I know now, there's something internally with we, we all as humans, as humankind, we have internally with this plant, this, this, you know, this divine plant that's on this planet for our well-being for all humankind, you know. And I think that each one of us, as I talk to each person individually, you both have this mm-hmm interpersonal connection like our host does and everything with the Mm -hmm. plant and it all varies from person to person but when I was a kid that's the thing that resonated with me that I didn't understand what it was but there was this it was exciting to be around and just you know I I liked it from Mm -hmm. the get-go so yeah that's cool yeah I think like for me um it's pretty new in my life the last couple of years so it's been really great learning um, more about the plant and more about the industry. And I love talking to people who grow because I think that is really the heart and soul of this whole movement and this whole industry and everything. So I think that's really cool to like get that knowledge. Like we've never grown before and we've always wanted to to try. And I know it's uh, very intense, takes a lot of work, effort, love, all of that. Um, But I think it's really, cool to sit down here and talk to someone who has been doing this for such a long time and loves the plant and loves sharing um, what you love about it so much. Um, I don't know if you want to get into a little bit of like your early days in cannabis or maybe just start at the beginning. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) uh, sure, sure. So, you know, I went into the military and I spent a, a period of time in there. My late teens into my mid twenties when I got out and endured quite a bit during that time period. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, yeah. but, yeah. but just, of course. but you know, during that time period and everybody fucking listen to this thing, if they know who the hell I am, they know <laughs> what my background is on that. So, but when I came back to the country, I just felt so in, much like that was where I was the most comfortable at, you know, and a series right. of events that happened to me in that journey kind of pushed me that direction, you know, and as I got pushed into being around the plant and handling it more, I got more whole with my own self and, you know, and and fixed a lot of the damage that I had endured, you know, uh, previously to being a real cultivator. So as I was moving Mm -hmm. into the late seventies and eighties, you know, and I always grew, there was always a plant and even if it was a closet grow, you know, if I was doing a real job, you know, I had to go get a real job for a while, that kind of stuff. I would, I always had a closet grow going or Mm -hmm. a little patch. It was always always an element of your life. It was always weed going somewhere. I I was in trouble, you know, and I did get caught and got in trouble, you know, in the whole nine yards. But 
Oh, yeah. As it moved on, like when the, everything shifted, I just moved from one level to another trying to, like, save my own ass in the game, you right, know, right? right. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be, I knew, I believe now because of a series of events that have happened in the last 25 years to me that I've been specifically picked by Mother Ganja to, <laughs> her, you know, her yeah. spokes voice for mm-hmm. the protector of the one that stands up. And as you guys know, and most people say, step into my space, kids, and see if you're going to argue with my fucking ass over who defends this plant or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 100%. Where with, that's where I'm at with it right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as you guys know, this old man's done. Mm-hmm. And we're just, you know, we've we've endured a lot. We've put up with a lot. There's a lot of craft practitioners that are beautiful, beautiful people internally mm-hmm. and externally and also love the plant correctly and process it correctly. So when you don't know what you're doing and you haven't ever been around it, you can feel comfortable with whoever that is on the other side that they're mm-hmm. going to help you understand it correctly instead of going, what I see now, boy, this really pisses me off too because mm-hmm. I, 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 what you guys were talking about, what Andrew and I were talking about a little while ago, you know, there's mm-hmm. all these people jumping in this space that don't have any real clue about dosing people correctly and nah, making sure don't. that they Oh, we talk about no, this so no much on this show all the time it's and a, I think it's a, it's a big problem. We we need to find, we need to find a way to correct this. And it, yeah. it, it like you said, like I'm, it just it's in, it's frustrating. It, 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 you, it like it hurts. Yeah, man. I, I saw you both. It now it bothers me because yeah. I, I have so many new cannabis users that are just like experienced, and they sit down and smoke with me. I take a real mellow time. You know, mm-hmm. it's very laid back. But in, I, I've been at events in the last couple of years, especially in the edibles category, when. The guys that I work with, the men and women that I work with, and I consider them the pros, the masters of it. They're like micro dosing whizzes, you know, like mm-hmm. half milligram, one and a half, two, five, yes. that kind of thing. Real light ramping people up. I was at an event in Las Vegas here a couple of seasons ago, and it, it was an edibles category, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to my guys, and he goes, oh, I don't know, somewhere between 100 and 150 milligrams oh. on a single bar, right? 150, and I said, well, what is it, 100 or 150? Oh, I don't really know. I don't, how do you not really know? Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. No. Wrong answer. Was basically, I just realized there's a lot of people, and what you guys, I think what y'all are saying, there's a lot of people are getting hurt because they're not <laughs> getting the correct information given to them. When, especially when it comes to edibles, especially in that format. You can do it with combustibles, but with an edible format specifically, if it isn't dosed correctly, you can really hurt somebody where they're going to have a really bad experience. You know, it's not going to kill right. them, but they're yeah. going to you know, probably have a near outer, outer body experience. I have where I literally have been <laughs> tripping like I was on acid. Wow. And I've wow. done them both, you know, and eating too much and mm-hmm. high potency brownies, man, because it tastes too damn good. When she looks at you and said, don't eat, one, only eat one, you know, and you go eat three, right. you know, well, go, all right, you did it to yourself yeah. then. You're like, yeah. I can handle this. <laughs> Until you can't, you're like, oh. It's that, overcom- yeah. that overconfidence. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of, and with that, a lot of people have their first experience, have a, be overdosed, have a bad experience like that, and then turn away from, turn, turn away from it. Because they're like, ah, oh, like, like this is what it's like. I don't want to do this. But anymore. they weren't being dosed correctly, and I don't think they understand. They don't understand it, and it's like the education part of it. That's, I, I, I think is important. That. I think, mm-hmm. I, and literally, what I'm doing now. Okay, so I've over the last 50 years now, as everybody's seen me in the last two years or so, because they're seeing me speak all over the place and mm-hmm. stuff now, and I'm on a much wider footprint that. I've gone from being a cultivator to where I'm mm-hmm. the face of the brand, you know. So now I'm working with what I consider the best of the best. There's only a few left, but the ones that are left, there's some serious, serious pros. The upper echelon, top 1% cultivators on the planet are the men and women that I work with now in the Emerald Triangle. There's wow. just not anybody left, you know, because mm-hmm. you're done getting into cannabis yeah. up in Northern California and thinking, oh, I'm, oh I think I'm going to grow weed. You know, those <laughs> days are long gone, gone yeah. man. Yeah. They've been gone for years up there. And if you... Stepping into it now, you better be prepared to spend some money because that's mm-hmm. what the big guys mm-hmm. are doing. And how do I know that? Because I'm talking to the big guys, ladies and gentlemen. That's how I know, okay? And they're all running negative cash flow right now, negative cash flow trying to squeeze the other one out. Mm-hmm. So if you're unprepared mm-hmm. to run their course, you're going to be here in two yeah. years? Probably not. Yeah, not. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, so that's what's happening it's a right hard, now. It, it's a hard game to stay into, and it's a very competitive game, especially up there. It's... Uh, it is when you don't understand the ins and outs of like corporate USA, you know, yeah. the, right. the business ins and out of it. And, and most of my cultivator yeah. friends don't do that. You know, very few of them have that experience where they they don't do that. And I fortunately have a more diverse background of having 
done a lot of different fucking things mm-hmm. on, outside of that space until the last 30 or so years, you know, where I stayed focused on it, where I was really, really in it. Okay. But, but that being said, it's like all of the sudden, all this information comes kind of what I said earlier. I think I'm here to be a voice for her and speak correctly mm-hmm. and let mm-hmm. other people understand that there's a lot of bullshit out there that's being said about how to cure stuff and how to ingest things. And, oh, it right. doesn't matter how you do this or you do. There are some rules, you know. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of become real Wild West in a lot of places. And I yes. get it, man. I ran yeah. out, I've ran outlaw for until the pandemic. You know, that's the truth of it. You know, we mm-hmm. went from outlaw to essential because of a bug. You know, the, wow. the, right. we, we look at it. That, that's how, that, that was the true. catalyst right there. It was a final catalyst. I truly yeah. believe it. But wow. we went, it, all of a sudden, oh my God, I need my weed. Well, nobody would stand up. I've been saying that for 30 years. Raise your hand, man. You smoke weed, raise yeah. your hand, man. <laughs> yeah. Realize there's way more of us than there are of them. If everybody realized oh, yeah. that. Seven when, out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. When, she started, you don't know when people? she started smoking, I was like, you're going to start to be like, watch, you're going to see how many people actually consume cannabis and smoke and you would have no it idea. Was wild like I didn't believe him at first I was like no what are you talking about and then it just started like happening naturally and I was just like holy shit there like you said there are more of us than than them and it is it is crazy awesome and like it's it's nice to see that there are people that are passionate about this and do the same things as you and like believe in it and it was just I don't know. There's really no words to put it. It was like a wild thing just to see everything open up. And it, cause for us, like being on the East coast, like, I mean, this was, wasn't normal. Like this was, oh, yeah. it was just different, you yeah. know? So, um, and then coming out here and like experiencing the culture here and talking to people like you and other people who have been in this industry, like forever, it's like, it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. Especially when you, feel a connection to it, like you were saying, it like mm-hmm. sets your soul on fire. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I'm glad, to, it really does at this stage, cause I'm going out the door, but I'm glad to know you guys are coming in the door and you pick yeah. up the torch. And why I think what he did is, guys, we needed to sit down so I can touch your audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that's what I think this is. It's like, and I believe, mm-hmm. and you guys already know it, they already know the old man on the East Coast. Don't oh they? yeah, they do. Yeah. I got a bunch of friends. I, I told him, I was like, hey, Texting, Andrew texted me. He's like, hey, Doc's coming in. Going to be on your show. I was like, he's like, excuse me. I'm like, bro, he can be on whenever he wants. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you can be on whenever he wants. I told my friends, I'm like, yo, you won't believe why I'm getting on right now. And I told him, I was like, yo, Doc, all the reactions were like, oh, my God. I think it's an interesting so the, time. The reach, right? is, the reach is there. Mm-hmm. You got the reach, my it, man. It's, uh, the, it, it's the right time, brothers and sisters. You know, it we got to stop. Stop pretending like we are not the majority, we are the majority, you know? And, and when you look at it from that perspective, I don't say you have to be smoking weed all day long like I do, mm-hmm. but there's people that I know that are casual smokers that smoke at the mm-hmm. end of the day when they don't, instead of, they don't want to drink a beer, a glass of wine, or have a shot of whiskey, they want to smoke a yeah, joint, right? And there's mm-hmm. a whole new generation of men and women that are coming up, and a lot of my kids and their friends, and they're, you know, you guys are all in your 20s and 30s and 40s now that I look at it, and it's just a different time right now where... I hope that in the next 24 months, we get the federal shift that we need. We need mm. that last federal shift. If we can get that to go, or we can have interstate, you know, and then all of a sudden the thing shifts. How once interstate bit, uh, commerce blows, comes into play, it's going to blow stuff up. Game changer. It, it, it is. the it, Okay, now really you can, if we have this model come to an effect, okay, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. go on to like, for example, the website where we're all at and you can order my flower and it mm-hmm. can be yeah. shipped right to your home where you on the yeah that's just with, that's right? a yeah. game changer yeah. we need right. that that shift is going to be um yeah it's 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 no longer crazy. like oh i want uh like i i want some uh doc's brands weed and i can't get that because i live in new york and it's a california brand yeah and right. now you either got to know somebody or and take a risk to do something that 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 that's illegal which is ridiculous but, so but which, hey. Which not everybody is willing to do, mm-hmm. and which that's which sucks, and that that separates you guys from an entire market, an entire customer base, and limits your limits your profits to just your estate. It's ridiculous, it's, honestly. It really is. Like, you, you, we can train. You can send anything else across the country, and all that stuff. And why 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 can't we do it with this? It's it's a legit industry. Mm-hmm. Like we're here, we're not going anywhere. Why not 
make the final leap. And I don't know why it's they are not doing it. I think they're scared because that's going to be the final catalyst. It's called greed and control. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Agreed. I agree. That's and, what it just boils down to. And that's what I think what we, where we're at now, and I'm talking just from my end of the deal, like mm -hmm. the craft farmers, you know, the, the ones of us that carried it all until it became quasi-legal, you know, this gray area we're in right mm -hmm. now, oh, it's almost legal, right? Mm -hmm. That whole thing's like, as soon as it does get become legal, then the big boys are really going to step in. And mm -hmm. we're talking like major, major, you know, Constellation brands, mm -hmm. you know, those big, big players are going to come in and step in hard. Right. And I've just tried to position my brands and myself and my company and the whole thing. I know that's coming. So I'm positioning myself for that assault at least. Yeah. And it was my, least, my lawyers, prepared you know. in a sense. Well, like, they, you yeah. know, they're going to get me, but they're right. going to have to pay to yeah. get me. Exactly. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all. That's my whole point to it. And what I'm trying to get my friends, because there is anybody left, you know, the ones that are left, yeah. we're not really making any money at it. We're in it only because we love it and we don't want to give it up, right? Mm -hmm. So those, I'm t all getting them, look, it's time to do what you do, like what I have done, and move myself yeah. into a brand mode and hire people and working with big operators now that are, you know, talking to me. And, you know, we're in, I mean, a lot of negotiations right now and stuff going on trying to yeah. figure out right. actually what you said getting to, into other states, how do I do that? Well, I'm in the position now where I can move my business from state to state to state. Yeah. That's what I'm starting that's to great. do right now. So. That's awesome. That, 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 that's an important leap for companies and brands to do is to get themselves in a position where they can be established in a state enough to where they can now branch out into another one in a legal and in, in, a, in, a, in a legal manner. It's, it's complicated. Oh I mean, my god! It's really it, super, it, super complicated. It's got to be super complicated around you to navigate. And again, I'm just the, the brand and the and the cultivator, you know, and, mm -hmm. the, and the story and all that yeah. stuff. And my genetics, I'm, I'm, the, you know, the backstory. I'm going. You know, I'm a, I'm a old seed breeder. That's what I really am known for. You know, that's mm -hmm. all my the, yeah. the genetic line and everything that I've been playing with for the last 25 years. That's part of what's going on right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've always been interested in the uh, genetic part of cannabis and how you guys have over all these years and decades have ever have been able to perfect the strains that you guys have today. It's it's our saving grace in this yeah. onslaught that we are having on us and, we're, and the, the consensus is because we are the only ones left. It's like Mm -hmm. We have the genetic portfolio. We have the seed bank. Right. We, you know, we have yeah. the brands. We yeah. have we have these, the, these giant companies and corporations that have these amazing strains are really li living on the backs of you guys who created these the, these strains in the first place. A little bit, yes, there is. Okay, the, the, if you get, we can't go too far back yeah. because it's open source just controls it so much. It's mm -hmm. Open source mm -hmm. controlled it forever up until recently. You know, we were then so far in that. So, so a lot of the stuff that's out there now mm -hmm. has been out for a while. Right. What we're running into, there's no new stuff out there. There's yeah, very I mean, limited new stuff because mm -hmm. you see a cross of a hybrid of another hybrid. You know, one to yeah. another. All these things there aren't any any real new stuff. And then when I spilled into the scene about five years ago. I brought out a portfolio that had never been seen before on the open market because it was controlled in the medical market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, didn't even, guys, it didn't even exist. We, it, I mean, you didn't even see it. It went yeah. right into, you know, went into cancer patients and went into the AIDS community mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Just, it, you just didn't see it. You know, your childhood epilepsy, I've worked in that for over 20 years. Yeah. You know? wow. Oh, wow. It's, it, it, I have brain damage from being blown up two times. That's what I do. Wow. That's oh, part of my shit. flowers, post-traumatic stress, what I'm known for, the yeah. blue skunk mm -hmm. genetics. That's specifically what I'm known for. You know, my, my personal, that sticking thing that happens and that kind of stuff, that's from being yeah. blown up. You know? wow. Oh, wow. Don't get blown up, kids. Don't get, <laughs> don't get blown up. Good life up. advice. Yeah, don't get cut out of a car with uh, Jaws Life and don't have two bad Harley wrecks. You probably are doing all right. You know, the, you know, I also prove you can't kill my ass either. You know, it's my yeah. kids. Still here. Still that's, kicking. That's, that's what my... Mm -hmm. grown, my grown children say that it take a bolt of lightning in a train simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. the weed makes you indestructible. I think I'm really here because, okay, the, when I came for, I left in 03, Willits Road off, I ain't fucking doing this anymore. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was rogue outlaw for six years and I had a bad Harley wreck in the Ozarks oh. in Arkansas and I came oh, wow. above board in Arkansas. That's when I spilled in you know, the his, hospital. Mm -hmm. That's how everything that you guys, what he said, uh, that's how all that stuff spilled out. Okay. Right. So oh, wow. when I recovered in the Arkansas and it's mm -hmm. red state and I'm mm -hmm. at the end, I'm 
two, two years of a Harley wreck recovering there. And in the two years, I'm growing weed with the grandma of the community in, in her basement <laughs> in Red State. I'm taking my fucking that's ass back great. to Emerald Triangle, man. Yeah. You know, so that's like, I, I got to get back. You know, so I left. I was there for almost three years. But and when I left, I came back to Humboldt County. And mm-hmm. I, re- I retired. I retired up in far northern Humboldt County, right where the ocean meets the Redwoods, a little community of Trinidad, oh, just beautiful. south of that. It's gorgeous right there. It's not really cannabis growing territory. It's too mm-hmm. cold and too wet. But mm-hmm. what it is is a bedroom community for a lot of the biggest growers in the whole area. They all live up in that area. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a lot of indoors up in that area. But long story short, I came out of retirement six years ago, with, or seven years ago, actually now, with the shift and everything with the adult rec change. Mm-hmm. Stupid enough to ret- come out of retirement to get an illegal weed. That was the dumbest thing I ever <laughs> did. Dumbest fucking thing I've ever done. Seriously? Lost more money yeah. than I've ever lost in my life trying to keep, stay in the game and illegal weed. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever fucking done. So I could have <laughs> yeah. stayed retired and been pretty comfortable. Been pretty, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean well, like, like, what, are your, well, what do you see like the biggest challenges are from being in legal weed to, to the opposite side of that? For those that make it through... I think the ones that are going to make it through are going to make it through because it's there's just look I'm yeah. saying there aren't mm-hmm. any amateurs in this anymore. You know we have I have the best right. of the best that are in the game. The, the people that navigate around me are the top of the end of what they do. I'm considered you know one percenter in the craft and I, yeah. where, where everybody around me is, and mm-hmm. I really believe that. And it's like so if this core group navigates through this thing, it's going to change it. But we hit, we have to stay the course and. Kind of like what I was talking about. How do you na- what do you do? You know, like yeah. what I said. I went from a glass tube and a childproof yes. lid mm-hmm. to a box to a mm-hmm. plant-based tube, and I dropped a Jesus Christ! I can't believe it. I dropped a dollar and eight cents out of my fixed cost. Yeah, your cost of mm-hmm. cost mm-hmm. of goods sold drops significantly now. Even yeah. if it's just a dollar something, that's still a significant drop it's over a huge one. It's over a hundred bucks, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the wholesale is five dollars. They like I'm, you know, I'm saving a dollar on a hundred dollar yeah. transaction. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about a five dollar pre roll. You know, it's mm-hmm. wholesale that the retailer's paying ten bucks mm-hmm. for. That's right. what that's what I'm talking about. That's really where the point yeah. is. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. a retail consumer on the end. They're going out the door at the twelve to fifteen dollar range with all the ridiculous taxes at forty percent that they put on. Oh, top don't even get me started. Oh, yeah. taxes. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Like nowadays, it's hard to even walk out of a dispensary spending almost less than like fifty to one hundred dollars just because of the taxes on, on an eighth. Right? On an eighth. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah packaged. Uh, that, and that's kind of what. And we realize that. So we. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're up against. Okay. Yeah, that's literally what we're up against. Yeah. And so what's happened over the last thirty six months is because they didn't. They, they, okay, why am I still in it? I'm better than they are. Mm-hmm. My methodology is oh, yeah. better than theirs is. Right. My cost production is kicking their ass by about 60 bucks a pound where they are. And they're trying to get under $200 per pound. Mm-hmm. And the big boy's telling me he's Four at 189 and I'm at 130 I'm kicking your ass, man, yeah. on scale. Oh, now, so that, now they want my SOP. How, well, how'd you do that? Okay, here's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. These guys, they make me look like an amateur. <laughs> I got the, the, guy that, the guy that just destroyed everybody at the Emerald Cup. He's freaking Korea natural farming. J-Dom, man, he doesn't even yeah. use anything. He spent $200 on 600 pounds of weed. Holy shit. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so when you look cool. at it from that perspective, and I know what I'm talking about, buddy, I need you to come yeah. with mm-hmm. me and then sit down at this table and hear these guys tell yeah. you what they spend. Right. Okay? That's where SOP, yeah, genetics, brands is going to, seeds, that's who are going to survive. The flower guys. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's too. It's too hard. I mean, it's, honestly, there isn't any money in it when you're at a two hundred dollar under a two hundred dollar pound production. Yeah, loss. I mean, yeah. If you're under, right. If you're under that, is yeah. I'm just saying, there's really no money in that. I mean, like, at what point do you think like it would be worth it for these for these guys? Uh, I think well, okay, where I was until this year, and and the market crushed it. I had a program where I was able to pay the farmers around a thousand dollars a pound in a market that was paying three to four hundred dollars a pound. Yeah. But the market crushed it so bad that I couldn't keep it afloat anymore. Mm. Yeah, like it's 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 almost impossible to keep those prices. Uh, unless the consumers engage, you can't do it, and that's what yeah. shift. That's what shifted from two fifteen to sixty four. That's what the shift was at. It's like yeah. literally in two fifteen. That was the medical market, right? Prop yeah. two fifteen medical. medical market. So when you were a consumer, mm-hmm. you were a patient coming in. Mm-hmm. You literally did what we were doing in his office. You know, yeah. I got the jar out and opened it up, and I you know, pulled the butt out with for you, and you know, gloves or tongs. And yeah. I let you look at it. And you got to see it, smell, Check, touch yeah, it, all really... that kind of jazz. That that's all gone out the window. You know, you go in now. I was just in one, mylar yeah. bags everywhere. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. We used to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't touch it. Just smell, look. 
Yeah. yeah. Or, and if you want to smell it, they go down underneath, pull a little jar yeah. out of it. You know, and, yeah. And I'm literally, I'm, like I said earlier, I've seen stuff the size. I would never, that would never be my smell. I mean, come on, man. This is my personal smell. Look at the size of the freaking buds, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're literally putting stuff in there that's like the, your little fingernail, and that's what their display yeah, is. Yeah, the it's little like mugs. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what the display It's ridiculous. Yeah. And sometimes the displays, I remember I went in once, I was like, I was like, damn, you know, that, that that display looks really brown. Like, what the hell is that? And they were like, oh, yeah, we probably haven't changed that out in like a few weeks. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, what's up here? Yeah, let's talk about oh, what, sure, sure. what we you got bet, up you here. Bet. Okay, so everybody that kind of knows my background, I'm a, a medical practitioner, a holistic cannabis guy. That's what I do. I make freaking medicine. That's what my thing yeah. is. Love I, it. Mm-hmm. I got it. It gets trophies too, but my deal has never been only because my lawyer said, all right, now you got all this patent work done and you got all mm -hmm. this stuff done. Go get trophies on them. That was three years ago. Mm -hmm. I can give a fuck about the trophy part. Yeah. It. yeah it doesn't really. Yeah. It what doesn't, does a trophy need to tell me about my product? I already now know. When I'm working with yeah. somebody's child that used to have 300 seizures a day and is now seizure free. I have no problems with it at all, sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and my own personal stuff with my post-traumatic stress plant, when I smoke it, it makes me calm, balanced, makes my back quit hurting, helps me ground myself. And now that I've got the plant and all the data backs that out, and I've got tens of thousands of veterans that have smoked it in the state of California. Mm -hmm. and yes, And yes, supposedly, allegedly smoked it in other states. But in the state <laughs> of California, mm -hmm. I have t tens of thousands of veterans that have used this plant. And now I have a yeah. medical team that is, I think is the very best cannabis medical team on the planet is the guys that back my research and my my data with it mm -hmm. that's awesome it's all wow. there now you know it's all part of what's there yeah, now, that's so. i feel like that's a better trophy than winning some like winning winning some award well, it's they, helping they these put people it, there was you know the trophy thing was how you got recognition yeah that was, right. that's how you get like recognition that's like like in acting in movies you get a you win a grammy you win an oscar or something like that it's, and that's how you get recognition and that's it's, it's sad to see that that's the way the industry kind of works mm. um we are visual by design, you know, so and, and, eat with your eyes, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean that whole portion of it. So I think that's what a lot of it is. A lot of it, and I don't get too fucking spiritual, but you know, a lot of it I think is very ego driven. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a oh. whole, whole ego driven portion of it that I don't really, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've been there, done that. Can't tell my perspective is on life, you know, because of the plant. I'm the kind, mellow, mellow old man that's around and not the mean, nasty bastard I used to be. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I look at this thing now. Mm -hmm. You know, now that I talk to other, and and I love my civilian friends, but my reason for coming above board was to get my post-traumatic stress plant into the position that it is in at right yeah. now. You know, get it into their, the channel where I'm moving it towards where it can be into the federally available to veterans all around the country and around the world for that matter. But that journey brought all this other stuff out. Yeah. So let, let, let's talk about that specific strain, your your uh, post-traumatic stress one. Like That's the blue skunk. That's the blue skunk. Yeah, that's the blue, that's the Santa Cruz blue dream crossed with the Humboldt County skunk number one, the old Dave. And old Dave's, Dave's been gone for a while now. He's been gone for 14 years, I guess. But yeah. it was kind of an homage back to him of a plant. Okay. Right. Yeah. And right. Okay. Definitely. And um, and basically the nutshell of that is wasn't really that complicated. Oh, what did you do? You know, I took mm -hmm. okay, the Santa Cruz Blue Dream, probably mm -hmm. the most cerebral plant on the planet. Very euphoric, very uplifting. The, mm -hmm. the creator of it, she she gifted me one of her beautiful queens to give me something to do when I was in a real transitional period of my yeah. time. And this mm -hmm. was like fourteen, mm -hmm. fifteen years, sixteen years ago, I guess now. That kind of thing. Okay. Seventeen years. Jesus, what, what is twenty three? Yeah, twenty three yeah, now. Shit. Shit. Yeah, so it's been a minute now. But the, as the plant has moved forward, it's just been me refining it. But I was nobody even knew about it until a few years ago. You okay. know, I mean, it was it was the data was just started four years ago on it. Mm. Right. Oh wow. So I was just going on what they call and here's the they won't let the doctor they won't let the doctors and scientists play with it why because it's federally, federally legal, legal. yeah your license if you touch that's it you. right that's yeah that's ridiculous with, right? yeah right? that's what they threaten with so mm -hmm. now that it's shifted i had i've got thousands and thousands of vets asking for it that's I can't, great you know, that's, I can't that's keep incredible up with it. i can't keep up with it you know yeah, so i'm trying to scale the thing so up that's right. literally what it's turned into so now the data and science is starting to catch up with where the plant is, is where my peer review or traditional review stuff is what they call traditional review or peer review studies mm -hmm. are starting to believe it lines up a lot. Yeah. I know I literally have 
what they call phytofacts. I have the phytofacts data on the plant now, and the number one effect of the plant is calming, followed by balancing. Wow. When you're, wow, having, a, really when you're having a stressful day, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, and you're at the edge to. of your seat, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, what do you need you to do? You need something to calm you down and balance you out. Yeah, that was the whole thing. He, um, Alec was a consumer way before me, and um, for my anxiety, he's like, you have to, you have to try this, and mm-hmm. it's going to change 100%. like your day-to-day life because for a lot yeah. of people with anxiety, it starts literally the moment your eyes open. And um, the fact that, this natural plant can change. It's just, it's just wild to me and it's incredible. It's changed how I live my life. And the fact that you said you worked with, um, you work with like children with epilepsy. I've seen videos and things like that. It's incredible. Oh my, it is incredible. Yeah. I don't, I don't get how how you deny deny that. that. Like, I don't, ah, I honestly wasn't even uh, just on the backstory of that. I wasn't even, uh, and he's still here. Uh, I have some very dear friends that I consider them like uh, son and daughter to me. And mm-hmm. their son, who's now 21 and still here, when they reached out to me when he was an infant, mm-hmm. and they were in a very red area in the country, and it was literally they didn't know any other mm-hmm. weed grower, hippie yeah. weed grower other than me. They called me and asked me, you know, that in tears. She called me. I said, first of all, what's going on? You know, and that they're and fortunately, here's the thread of an old red state at the time that's now compassion, mm-hmm. but in a red state at the time, the doctor was kind enough to go. They were, their were, recourse was catastrophic brain surgery on their Holy under shit. two year old, under what two year old, the? right? So that's really what they were left with. And before they were, did wow. that, he said to them, imagine. I've heard they're doing remarkable things with cannabis therapy, therapy in the state right wow. next to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's literally, and they weren't, the hopes, so they didn't even call me. They went there. This is one of those capitalist moments. Instead of realizing mm-hmm. that it's a child in need right. and where my friends just wanted to give it to them and we just gave it to them, right? That's really what happened when mm-hmm. it started, yeah. right? But as they went to go to the red, the green state that used to be a red state, right. and they wanted yeah, for a single dose more than they could afford. Mm. Oof. For, for a month's supply for their child. Now, now what do you do? That's when she oh, called yeah, I me. Couldn't yeah. even, I, I couldn't even imagine how much that would have cost. And I can't it was, imagine it was like stupid. It was like 600 position. bucks. But you know, yeah. but we're also talking you know 20 years ago. Now they're like a ton of money, but it's still like 600 bucks when you're just getting by is a lot of damn money. You know, it's like yeah, and right, like to put right, a right. price that high on something like that. Something that my that I gave, I sent them immediately my old hippie version of what I do that wasn't mm-hmm. even like full strength CBD rich genetics. It was just stuff that I had that right. I used for my own self, you know, to here, just try this. Try it, yeah. And I reached out to some friends of mine that are up in Southern Oregon that are like CBD masters, you know, they're just mastered mm-hmm. the craft of producing high quality cannabis. It's full effect, full spectrum CBD rich flowers. And I work with that all. That's what all this stuff is all mixed yeah. with now. This all These little three jars here, that's all brand new stuff. That's true okay. one to one, one to three stuff that I'm playing with. But mm-hmm. oh, really? and we can talk about that in a second. But that kind of started that journey with me going into it. And right. now literally when the state went green and it's been green for probably four years now, right? Mm-hmm. We were I, we were back channeling it the way, we, you know, shipping it the way we always did to get right. it to people, right? We did what we had to do to get it to them. Yeah. My mm-hmm. friends didn't even want a charger. I had to literally sit down and go, look, man, you guys, you, 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 have, you gotta put some value on this. You know, the gla- amber glass, I came up to a very reasonable, yeah. very, very inexpensive, you know, mm-hmm. 40 bucks, something like that for a month's supply for their child. You right. know, it was like, yeah. it was very reasonable for everybody, but, mm-hmm put some value on that. that that's what I'm saying. The craft community is so used to just giving it. Yeah, it's such right. a, the cannabis community in general is such a giving community. Like, in, at least from where what we've experienced. So far, yeah. I mean, and there's always, you know, there's you're always going to find your people your, or run into people. someone that, you know, isn't the best. But I feel like the overwhelming majority are giving and also willing to be mentors and share what they have. And I think that's like, important and exciting. I, I, I love that part of it, the yeah. community. I'll, I'll put some of this finer on the mentor thing, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. If they start with, I've been in cannabis and it starts with 20 anything, tell them to shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, find somebody Correct. that started in the 19-something. Even if it's 1999, I'm going to listen to them first, yeah. okay? Because mm-hmm. I've got i been in it for 10 years and you call yourself a grow master, please. Right. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I see so many insult. like I said, there's so many insultive things that they just 
arbitrarily make statements and do stuff that's like completely mm. not true and endangers people are these self-inflated yeah. titles on stuff. You know, I'm, how long have you been in the game? I've, I've gotten the game in, you know, 2013. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Right, right, you know, right. I get you've been in a decade, mm-hmm. you know, but the, the guy, the kid that's doing pre-rolls have been in it longer than you have. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to call yourself like you're in charge of something is really, it's pretty insultive to a community that paid with blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And I agree. And yeah. prison time, we talk and about that. Houses, mm-hmm. Homes and lots of all their possessions. I mean, honestly, if you've never been raided before, and you know, literally going through your home and you're hogtied in the ground mm-hmm. and get dirt in your face and your kids are standing there and their baby's crying, you know, and they're going through your wife's underwear drawer and strolling her stuff all across the house laughing and then take a blowtorch to the top of your to your, to your safe, guys. Take a wow. blowtorch mm-hmm. to your safe and cut and the top of it out so they can get inside the damn thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the reality. That's no of joke. It. Yeah, that's the reality. I've like in a lot of these, that's why I say, like uh, I've said before, a lot of people out there in the cannabis industry and just consumers now that are new ones, they will never understand what people went through back in the day. Like like, like the privilege they have that they never have to experience that. It's, I, yeah, I'll keep my mouth closed. Like it really, really is. That's part of what I, I, I've been at too many yeah. events. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't even go to some of them because they're so stupid. I don't even have anything to do with cannabis. You know, it's all these stuff that all of a sudden everything around is all attached to it, but they're in one weed I made that comment to you when we were at an event and I said that. I was like, wait, this doesn't really make any sense. Like, why, yeah. why isn't the plant here? Why aren't the growers here? Why aren't people like you here that have created and grown this industry like it just it didn't match and i'm like yeah like some of the events are during harvest that makes literally no sense like you know what i'm saying i mean there's obviously thought that goes behind it and that's the messed up part of it um but one of our guests call it a harvest party and there's no harvest (laughs) there's no growers there right exactly we had a um, guest (laughs) on our show um that spoke about this it was um jeremy shout out to jeremy we had a a whole conversation about that and it's just like it's it's messed up like what it makes zero sense (laughs) and it's so frustrating and i I mean i bet you share the same sentiments but (laughs) oh yeah but it's the stuff you've been dealing with for Uh, decades it's forever it's honestly the community is very as you guys said it's a real kind community so Mm -hmm. we have a tendency to turn the other cheek and turn Mm -hmm. the other cheek and give and give and give you know and it's like and what i did was did that up until a couple of years ago and that's why when i with my background I buried him. You know, I put him away, the mean commando. I put mm-hmm. him away. Mm-hmm. I completely buried him and put him in a dark little box and part of me that wasn't going to be brought back out. And they kept assaulting me and assaulting me. And I warned them, you know, I'm way meaner than you guys think yeah. I am. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I swifted though. I'm not going to do anything to you, but I got five lawyers who sure will now. Yeah. Okay? Yep. And all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff that I didn't have in play before. And I came back into the game with this intent, with a much different approach. And why did I put patents on? Because I've been ripped off before and I'm not going to have my plant that's going to be probably one of the first plants for post-traumatic stress in the country Mm -hmm. get ripped off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you've put blood, sweat, and tears into this an entire life, basically. It's been a minute. You know, it's really been a minute. It's been like 17 years, 16, 17 years that I've been tinkering with her. And really refined her over the last 10 years, really put a lot of energy. These two specifically refined them very much to where they are right now. Mm -hmm. So is the other jar the... uh that's black the black apple, apple kush. kush. Yeah, is the that, one that the specifically did. designed for anything as well, like PTSD? Uh, the same or? kind of mindset as the first one was. A little bit different intent. This is the plant that I created post-Harley Wreck, the last one that I worked on, mm-hmm. really. And that's kind of like okay. saving my own ass. And what mm-hmm. I was, one more time, some assholes in another country trying to claim str- name to a strain that we created in Mendocino County. Wow, uh, literally right. the time wow. I had my Harley Wreck, literally the same year that happened, I <laughs> found out about it a couple years later and I had the original pineapple genetics and then the source, the blackberry kush plant out of Humboldt mm-hmm. County. And that's mm-hmm. a Mendocino pineapple with the Humboldt blackberry kush, kind of an homage to my old past with my new starting there in Humboldt. And mm-hmm. I worked on it for about, it's 10 years old now. Wow. Yeah, Post Harley wreck, that was nine. So it's been a minute now that I've been playing. And yeah. Like that. I don't think I've, I've ever 
seen or had a had a bud that smells better than than that one. That's like, uh, oh my god, the awesomeine, 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 however you want to call it, tomato, yeah. tomato, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However yeah. your yeah. pronunciation, yeah, is. right. Awesomeine, it's awesomeine dominant forward terpene, and awesomeine caryophyllene mm-hmm. are the two prevalent terpenes in the two forward ones in it. But that combination is a uh, herbal, floral, basil-y smell. Yeah, smell yeah. it smells it, right, really right, good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember for the first time I tried open the can, I was like, "Oh, I was sad. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta smell this. This is, <laughs> this is insane." Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's great to see where these strains have come from from being such like underground things. It's uh, and what's happened, you know, yeah. If you look at kind of when the market shifted here, and, and again around nine, when things started shifting, it was it started coming above board because we've got a couple of states now that have been in recreational cannabis for yes. a long time mm-hmm. now. You know, like mm-hmm. Colorado, 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 Washington, yeah. Oregon, Colorado, Washington, Oregon. Oregon yeah, yeah, those three have been in recreational cannabis for a while now. You know, so all these things that have shifted, I guess a lot of people. Because I'm around them, you know, I'm around so many because uh-huh. I work in the breeders and growers circles so much more so than than this is now. Now I'm taking this role on here as mm-hmm. well over the last couple of years. But but before it was always about moving genetics forward, you know, and, and helping yeah. people get strains and things like what they they were looking for. It's like it's just shifted so much from. It's just shifted so much. It's like there's such a. Mm-hmm. I think what, what we're talking about, there's such a lax of education. Yes. You know, like, oh, yes. Right, right, right. I, I mean, that's what it is. I, I yeah. think like what we were talking about before, that first contact in the dispensary for somebody is one of the most important contacts there, like, like there is. Because that, that bud tender is like we said, like, oh, like you kind of just like take the take the jar out. You, know, you want to like take from an you smell it. That jar is probably like a weaker, almost like a week old maybe. And it's, they, they have really not little education and the education they do have is towards pushing a higher sales price and not necessarily what's best for the consumer. consumer correct. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, I think that, I think you mentioned it with the like high THC counts and then forgetting about everything else, uh, all the other cannabinoids that are super important. And I think with like my personal experience and going into a dispensary for the first time, yeah. like I, it was overwhelming. Like there's a lot there. And if you don't know what you're looking at and then the person that is supposed to be helping you, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's good bud tenders out there. Like there's good anything out there, but I feel like there definitely needs to be more um, education to help the consumer find what they're looking for and not yeah. have a bad experience and then have them turn away from cannabis and, there's just a lot that goes into that. That is yeah. the, I think that is the key component. What you said earlier about yeah. where's it going, this is the most critical portion of it right now is education and it's correct education. Mm-hmm. And why I took the forward approach on it because everybody that I work with, they engage me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and okay, and I've got a pretty good stretch in the state now of the different companies that I'm working with, you right. know, the different people that I'm working with. So I had the, there's a kind of a guaranteed almost, you know, with all that's going on with when, they, when we engage in stuff and we're going to do this thing that they, yeah. we provide the SOP. And that's what mm-hmm. I've realized what's come, become so important is like I literally have paperwork on all everything I'm working with. There's papers on all of it so I can teach mm-hmm. it out correctly. And yeah. then when I go in and engage the bud tenders, I get the, with the place I was at just a couple of days ago, it's like when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the genetics and stuff, but also just the in, the interaction with them. It changes mm-hmm. their it changes them almost automatically because oh, they yeah, don't I even get to see, see them. And when I well, then I'm with a bunch of young men and women. Mm-hmm. The one I went into two days ago, didn't even get out of the car because the the manager and the the freaking buyer and stuff they know mm-hmm. me right, but nobody else mm-hmm. does. Right. And the the, right, the guy, oh shit, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Have to say anything else? Yeah, I walk in kind of how I look right now, and uh-huh. I, I don't, yeah. you know. Now I'm again. I'm like I said, I'm not really. I'm in, you know, freaking Crocs and yeah, sweats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them. You know, I'm wearing Carhartts mm-hmm. with yeah, Lyman's boots. Yeah. You know, and the big leather belt. You know, right, you know, I'm coming, coming in. in yeah, you guys, yeah. I'm smoking weed and hanging out in flip flops and a t-shirt today. You know, mm-hmm. but that's what when I was going down when I'm working. I'm going in like that when I'm yeah. working. I'm right. going to work, so I'm coming in, and the full-on persona's coming in at that point. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Tell them why we're better than everybody else. Why are flowers more, you know, overall, just the methodology, everything that we do, right. our curing process, the way we grow stuff, the things, everything that we do 
in advance before it ever even goes into the ground, the seed goes in the ground. We've already thought of all these little things that we you know, that go into it. Like the yeah. curing process that goes into this flower that I'm getting ready to light here in mm-hmm. a second is like literally where I take months to cure a flower. My competitors, the commercial guys, take about ten days. Wow, that's that's wild. Yeah, that's that that's insane. Because like, as you said before, like you guys are creating the SOP for this for this stuff. There, there's there's, there's, there is no standard operating procedure with cannabis, really, in in a lot of aspects of the industry, because <laughs> because they don't these big corporations and stuff don't want to accept that you guys actually know what you're doing. They go, oh, now nah, we can I'm do not. this better, and all this stuff. And on the other half of that is that, like you said before, the doctors and the scientists aren't touching this stuff because mm-hmm. they can't. It's federally illegal. So how are we supposed to correctly know how to dosage people if we can't have actual medical studies on this? So the next thing we can do is go to people like They're you in the industry. Me, actually, that's the funniest yeah. thing. They're asking the old outlaw hippie pot grower, yep. biker guy, to what are the rules, man? Is there the only one with enough experience yes, to right. know what they're doing? Well, we are working on it. I mean, like what I'm just lit, this is a three-quarter gram pre-roll of flour, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm smoking my blue skunk for my PTSD because I'm mm-hmm. on the radio right now, so I'm calming myself the fuck down, right? Yeah. So, Makes But sense. this is a three-quarter gram pre-roll, you know, so as I'm doing that, I'm already trying to figure out what the meter dose is. And what I already know is this is too big okay, mm-hmm. for a single dose. I'm thinking the half gram of this is probably about the right size because it's a good three, four, five good puffs off the thing and then you put it out. Right. right? Okay. And what, what I'm concerned with, like on somebody like you, if you already, anxiety already mm-hmm. has, if you smoke something that's too lemoning forward or too sativa forward mm-hmm. and you smoke too much of it, it gets you ampy and all of a sudden you're peeking out mm-hmm. the blinds and you know, <laughs> rugging, you know looking around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've like definitely that. been there like yeah. in the beginning. I mean, I know you, Alec, are more into like the sativas, but for me, it's like just no. <laughs> it's like straight paranoia. It's like was finding really what works for me. Um, but I totally, oh, yeah. of course. I totally agree with you on that one. I think that like when I did smoke that sativa, it was a just immediate like, nope, this isn't for me. This isn't working for me. Awesome. Um, Love the packaging. Oh yeah, that Absolutely is cool. Don't. Is that the veteran's choice? That's Yeah, that's my VCC. Yeah, the veteran's choice. Blue skunk, the one. <coughs> Got my logo on the front yeah. of it with and red, white, and blue. new packaging, right? This is all new, revamped, all new redone. New the whole deal. We couldn't do, nobody wants to pay the extra two bucks for the box. Mm-hmm. So we had to get competitive and that's really what it is. But that is a plant-based tube. So it does biodegrade, okay. biodegrade over time. And it also has a single label on it, you know? So we've really mm-hmm. slimmed it way down to get yeah. lean and mean on it. And out the door, I'm really competitive with that now at a wholesale price where I can mm-hmm. at least, where we can at least survive. Right. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. breaks my heart. I wish there was still a market where, and, it, and we talked on it a little bit where the shift was from 215, mm-hmm. 80% of the consumers would want buy that out of a box with a tube because they understood that's a child-proof Mm-hmm. lid with a yeah. 100% recycled glass tube or right. sustainable packaging, sustainable yeah. ink, the whole nine yards. Nobody cares anymore. Nope. Mm-hmm. They, 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 what is it now, guys? It's these things and tear mylar. Well, these things in plastic, they're a train wreck and mylar, yeah. is even, mylar mm-hmm. bags are even worse. Worse. Than, Way know. worse, yeah. You know, so if you're going to be a consumer, worse. you know, have a little thought in it. Just don't buy the stuff that's in the mylar bag. So, uh, yeah. you know, please, so what's your please, preferred please. storage method? Glass? Oh, by far, any pro smokes out of glass, stores in stores in glass. Mm-hmm. If you aren't storing like how these, you're seeing this stuff. This mm-hmm. is all my sample work out of my lab, stuff that I'm currently working with, right? Okay. So if you're not seeing it stored like this, that's a rookie, okay? That's mm-hmm. even kind of low end on, if you go into my house, I'm wearing one gallon mason jars and my stuff that sits under my <laughs> table is an amber glass. That's all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I have one-gallon masons that are behind oak doors stored in con- like a humidor is done, Like temperature right? control yeah. area. Yeah, okay. people don't realize how important right. that stuff is. The temperature, the humidity, all that for right. long-term long long storage yeah. of cannabis, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so much, in fact, when I open stuff up and they go, wow, man, this is fresh. It's like, no, nah, man, that's been curing for a half a year. <laughs> they probably give you a look like, what? Like, no, no way. Like, you're pulling my leg. Like, it really is that. It really is pretty much what that, okay, so that's all about the cure portion of it, you know, mm-hmm. about how long you take to let it age. And it, 
kind of like it's a lot, like a lot of things are you know like to find cigars fine wine mm-hmm. hemp, hemp cannabis cannabis hemp however you want to put it you, but cannabis when you move the look at it from that perspective it, it needs to age and develop over time it's when you first harvest it if it's harvested maturely which because they're always rushing all commercial they're always rushing trying to shave days right, right. oh yes. yeah mm-hmm. we, we, our rule of Most amount craft. as quick as possible. Oh, it, right. here's the, the old school. That's how it goes down. And the old school now is really, here's the approach for old school. When my, How I was taught, when you think it's ready, let it stand for five more days. Right. It's not. Huh. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think it's ready, let it stand for another week. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. way, I was, way, way I was taught. And we okay. taught that out. Okay, well, that disappeared in that two, that, why I said. Oh, yeah. Anybody, yeah. I, I got mm-hmm. in 2013. Shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it maybe even them. Okay, they're friends of mine. They're all kids. Right. They got in the early 2000s, but they're mm-hmm. all kids. And like they said, when that old man walks in the room, we shut the hell up. <laughs> right. Yeah. You shut up and you start taking notes. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I would be doing. I mean, who better to learn from? And that's why I, I don't understand when people are so quick to be like, oh, I know this and then I, I, I'm the best and this and that. It's like, be open-minded and be willing to learn. And like, especially from people like you, it's like, that's the only mm-hmm. way with this talking about it. You can tell I don't know my way it. around a student sound stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 you're, no, you're good. Fine. You're good. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Usually I have like my like, like, like tin water bottle and whenever I pick it up, I just like put it down. You can hear the clink on the table. Oh, as yeah. Soon as, as soon as I did it, I heard it. was like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Just, no, uh, no, no, you're, you're good. good. You're good. Why, this, this isn't my world why I defer to your, our host. Mm-hmm. And hey, I knew you guys yeah. until a little while ago. You know, it's like I defer to him. say, hey, man, yeah. I want you to do this. Thing. You, are you down here? Yeah, man. I'm all, like, all right, let's do this. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we're out here uh, recording a bunch of episodes. And then we fly home, which um, we live in North Carolina, which is, you know, a hard place to be when it comes to cannabis. So we're actually mm-hmm. planning on moving out to Colorado in May and being able to like find more um, people who are passionate about the plant. Like we are like going to events and like building a network and, you know, just being around cannabis more because I feel like it's hard to do what we want to do where we are. And I think that's that's the challenge. Like you said, like once it's federal, it's like hopefully he always says like normalization before legalization, which I love that. And like, that's why doing this now people, friends and family from the other coast are like asking questions about cannabis. And like, that is the stuff that is important. Like getting that information out there. We wouldn't, we, at first we wouldn't have thought that would have been even curious in the matter. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the, what were, you know, seven out of 10 ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't matter where you're at. Seven no. out of ten. Seven doesn't matter ten. if you're Republican. Doesn't matter if you're Democrat. Doesn't matter if you're Independent. Doesn't matter who how you vote. Seven out of ten. That's the number, mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. truth of it. Okay, then that's a, that's the ones that admit to it. Yeah. Correct. Right. True. Because there are still you still people got who your closeted mm-hmm. people that don't want people to know because they grew up in a certain era, and they're like, oh, I like I just nobody can know. I think honestly, it's okay. So let's just take it as we all sit here collectively. That's pretty much everybody in the room, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, there's only a small percentage, and and most of what they their their apprehensions literally is every time I've engaged one of them has always been their their misinformation. Mm -hmm. You know, they thought something. It's like no, no, that's not true. You know, who told you that? Well, I heard so. Where'd you hear that from? Right. Well, so and so. Well, who's so and so? Mm-hmm. Where are you getting your information from? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And I think that like doing the podcast and like talking to people like you and like getting the truth out there is really important because people are very quick to just believe these things that they hear or it's even generational. Like I you feel had like said, it is that's a big part yeah, of it. it definitely. Like all, right now it's this learning all this disinfo- disinformation and false information that we've been fed about cannabis for all these years. Unlearning and then relearning. And now yes, replacing that with the actual facts and all that. But it's sad because people want to hear facts from, don't think anything's true unless it comes from a scientist or a news outlet and all that appears when they want to like, they go, oh, like, how does like someone like you really know that that's what this does or whatever? Like you're not a scientist, whatever, but experience 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 more important than any of that and without all these studies for it being federally legal 
and we can't do these studies, they're asking for things that are impossible. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the standard operational procedure over and over again because we just had it happen with the you know Congress and Senate, whatever the thing went forward and it got shot down. It's like you, nothing's changed. And it, it's greed and control one more time. It's con- mm-hmm. corruption and control. That's what it's all about. It has been, it's been based in so many false, it was started in falseness in 1930 by a couple of knuckleheads that aren't even on the planet anymore. And it had nothing to do with cannabis. Honestly, it was where it competed with where his core industries were. That's what it all has to go back to. If you really look back at at the industrial application on hemp on an international scale on a global scale is massive. And why Mm -hmm. they don't want it is exactly that. That's what the control part is that I don't understand. Mother Ganja's gonna kick your ass when she gets free. She's man. coming for you. It's coming, kids. Mother's she's coming. mother's pissed too. Y'all don't get it. Mom's mad, yeah. man, and I know she's mad. I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm still alive. Yeah. Says honestly, mm-hmm. we've been I, neglecting. I woke far up in the long. hospital in '09. I still mm-hmm. here. I'm a mad motherfucker. I'm mm-hmm. mad, boy. Why am I still oh, fucking I here? Hear. You know. Hey, God damn it! I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I've seen this assault for yeah. 11 years coming on mm-hmm. with the industry. And then you look at what happened with 215. It was pretty good industry instead of following what we were doing, instead of following what we were, what we had laid a model out where it was a very comfortable, profitable business model. Mm-hmm. And they tried to crush it and push everybody out. I'll just race right. you out. And now I'm talking to them. They're literally hemorrhaging millions of dollars of money. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's like they're just bleeding money just right up. now to try and push the other big guys out. And it's like, I just, what, why is it, you know, I don't know how the, they're going to survive unless people support them, you know, unless people yeah. really start. After a while, it does it. not become a sustainable model. You have to look at the label. You can't just take what the bud tender hands you and ask, mm-hmm. you got to look and see where it came from. That is a consumer. What can they do? They've yeah. got to support mom. They've got to go and search them out and go, do you have any independent cannabis brands in your house? Mm-hmm. You know, and if they don't, then maybe you need to consider where you're buying your flower from. Right. You know, and I'm of not course. saying, you know, the, because they can't say it's price anymore. Why? Because you can buy my two-pack economy pre-roll of what you and I are smoking. Mm-hmm. Only takes about, look where I let it go out. Yeah. Right? Same. You feel me, big yeah. guy? It's too mm-hmm. big, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, this Just is, to take a couple puffs to yeah. take the head off, right? Yeah. Okay. But Yeah, it's been a long time since I've right. had some blue skunk from, from Andrew. And, oh, my God, like, this favorite. Yeah. And that, that, that's all I'm saying, okay? Yeah, so and, like, I, you I can really, like, are, it's not like other cannabis that you buy in the dispensaries and you get that like really heady high for real quick and then oh yeah mm-hmm. out the this window is, this is two to three hours or yeah. more i've had friends tell me four i maybe it's because they haven't smoked it before for me it's a couple of hours mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm going on my own usage and i'm going to because you're a pro smoker yeah. you know it's two to three hours you have a nice comfortable head. oh yeah Mm-hmm. My point is, is that the, the three quarter gram joint will last you most of the yeah. damn day. You know, just by <laughs> yeah, yourself. Sometimes you're sitting on some stuff you bought yeah. for like, like thirty five percent THC and stuff. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm and really wondering to see how because I've let mine go out because yeah. I'm like, whoa, right? And, and like, I'm if he's going to keep going or not, it's really because I'm, <laughs> I'm still doing R and D, man. And you better go out also, okay? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate when you buy a pre roll and all that stuff, and you're sitting there and you're puffing on it. Or even some bud you bought and you rolled up and you're just like, you, you not feel like, when is this going to actually hit me or kick in? Mm-hmm. And uh, you just spent cool, 60, I'm, 60 I'm, bucks I'm on it. on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, you man. just spent 60 bucks on it in a dispensary and you're getting screwed. But uh, we're getting the red light here. Yeah, is it time to get so the hell out of here? So it's time to get the hell out. All right. Mm-hmm. But uh, Doc, it has been great. Having you, thank you for gracing us with your presence today. I'm excited. I was so stoked to have you on here. Go look for the the brand. Want to shout it out? Uh, Yeah, I mean anything you can find in the Humboldt Alchemy Group lineup. That's going to be myself, uh, Hogwash Farms, uh, Ridgeline. Huckleberry, Savage, Sohum Royal. There's a bunch of really, really great brands that you'll find us all like in plant-based tubes in our pre-rolls, Mylar bags, unfortunately, and eights and different mm-hmm. sizes like that. But you'll be able to find that all coming out right now. But if you're in California, you can find them up and down the coast. Pretty much a lot of places are being carried right now, but you can find them pretty much anywhere in the Element 7 chain, uh, the okay. pharmacy pottery group chains. That's they're, they're in that group there. I'm getting ready to go talk to the guys over in Arizona. Uh, if you 
work with the Arizona folks, so I'll be coming over there like here in a couple of weeks and talking to folks over there. So we're putting the brand across the country right now. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look so out for that, definitely. Keep an eye out. Check us out at Behind the Leaf Pod on Instagram. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay happy, healthy, and high out there, and see you next time. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.